This is Long Live the Queen, a Wisteria podcast. I'm your host, Dorian LeBlanc, and today we're sitting down with Ralph Olson. You know him as Thomas DeLeon, author of the Ladyborn series, or perhaps as Rex Olson, author of River of Song. Ralph, welcome to Long Live the Queen. Uh, thanks, Dorian. It's great to be here. We're so pleased to have you. Uh, Thomas DeLeon, of course, is a beloved author, and the Ladyborn series has been taking both worlds by storm. And you have uh, you have more right than most to claim to be the author of, of Ladyborn, or at the very least, uh, you are certainly a primary uh, player of Thomas DeLeon. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's that's true. I've been playing a lot of Thomas for a number of years now. You first started two or three years ago, um, uh, and that was not too long after the publishing of River of Song. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, uh, so River of Song had come out, and I was uh, I was kind of in the throes of uh, trying to get my my second novel, uh, which was under contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Working title was The Helping Hand. Uh, I was having a little trouble with that, but you know, I was I was I was working on getting that going. And um, somebody suggested, you know, uh, next time you're in Wisteria, maybe you should try uh, playing this writer character, Thomas De Leon. Um, and and actually, I had I had seen that first Ladyborn novel. I thought it was really cool, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, it's a great idea. And so uh, I tried playing Thomas and. And, uh, wow, I was hooked like right from the beginning. Such a cool, such a cool thing to do. What a funny suggestion to get from a friend here. You've just finished your first novel. Obviously, you're doing uh, book tours and all that sort of thing. And here they are suggesting a thing that might pull you away <laughs> from the helping hand. And yet your reaction is strongly positive. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the experience of becoming a writer in game, uh, fresh off the heels of being a successful writer in the real world. Well, I just thought it'd be really interesting. Like, I I, I assumed uh, that uh, that probably nobody who was playing Thomas De Leon like really was a writer in real life, uh, and and that it would just be a really interesting experiment. Uh, mm. And frankly, I was I was just ex- expecting it to be an interesting experience that maybe would inform my own writing in some way. But uh, but then it was it was just so cool and kind of transformative that that I just kept go- I just kept going back to do more of it. Um, and it was, um, I mean, I, you know. If I can explain, you know, to to, to the reader that the life of a writer, you know, can be kind of frustrating sometimes. So there are these, you know, times when when the ideas are just flowing or you have a really good idea and you're just running with it. Um, but, you know, there are lots of other times when, uh, you know, you get up in the morning and you have to just go into the office and sit down at the computer and, uh, and you know, figure out what you can write, figure out how you can tease something out of, you know, some some idea that you had or or, or just, you know, maybe start writing a character or something because you, you don't really know where a scene is going. And, it, you know, sometimes, some days that can be a real frustrating process. Uh, so um, the, 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 collaborate, the collaboration that can happen between writers in the real world can be kind of interesting uh, and sometimes can be, can be inspiring. Uh, but once I experience the kind of collaboration that happens when you're playing a character in Wisteria and you have all these other people who are like playing that character at the same time, it's really, really interesting. That is fascinating. I wonder if you can tell us more about what that feels like. Obviously, for those of us who have played, um, you know, some of the more action-oriented roles, we do have some idea of what it's like to to be uh, piloting, if you will, a shared character. But um, but to be uh, to be doing something so uh, so, uh, for lack of a better word, intellectual and and sort of explicitly creative has got to be different. Do you do you perceive the other players as additional voices in your head? How does that how does that feel to you subjectively? Yeah, right. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, so, you know, if you know if you've played any character in Wisteria that you're not you're not really hearing anybody else's voices in your head. Um it's it's like um it's just like your thoughts are kind of melding, you know. It's it's um 
it's kind of a trippy experience. So if you if you imagine, let's say that you were in a let's say a writer's room for a TV show or something. I've never done that, but you know I've watched a lot of uh, shows about that. And mm-hmm. um, so you know how they're like kind of you know saying all these ideas and bouncing off each other and you know jumping on stuff that sounds funny. Um, well, it it's kind of like if those people if you could just read all their minds all at once. You know, it's like everybody's ideas are just in your head and they're going straight out your arm and straight to that that like antique quill pen and like scratching it out on parchment and you're just like oh this stuff is so cool um and you just know that it, you know the the people who read this next ladyborn novel are going to be like so jazzed about what you're doing um yeah and uh, so and then later when you you know when you come out of it you sort of have this intellectual experience where you're like wait like how much of that did i really write but when you're there it just feels like it's you writing it and it's 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 insane it's so cool oh that's so fascinating when uh when i was preparing for this uh for this conversation of course i thought well how interesting can it possibly be to you know to be writing in game uh but when you when you describe it that way it becomes much more clear that obviously uh you know being in the middle of a combat is probably scary and uncomfortable and all these other things that we don't associate of course with with playing combat characters and it seems like the the same sort of thing is is true uh for you as a writer yeah I wonder I mean, if we it's could... a different kind of emotional range but oh it's it's so rewarding Oh, that's wonderful to hear. We've got some questions on the feed I'd like to turn to. Um, right now, 89 asks, uh, what does Ralph think about the, oh, the fan sequels that have been written for River of Song? And is there ever going to be another book? Ooh, yes. Uh, that's a good question for you, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Well, there will be another book for sure. And I and I apologize to my, my loyal fans who have been waiting for it for so long. Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Um, well, it, it will come out. Uh, I am. I'm making really good progress on it. Um, uh, there's definitely, you know, still some, some problems that need to be solved, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate your patience. And also I appreciate the, that people just, you know, went ahead and they, they, they took the story where they wanted to see it go. I mean, I actually really appreciate that, that creativity, uh, and that, you know, that kind of, um, indie vibe. Uh, now I, I do have to say that, uh, that I haven't read any of that stuff. I actually won't let myself, uh, go near it. Cause I, I you know, I don't want to influence my own ideas. Um, so, uh, you know, but, but occasionally people tell me things and I, I usually try to n- make sure they don't tell me too much, but, uh, but I've heard that there are some really, really cool ones out there. Um, and I think that's really, really awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't read them myself, but super cool. Keep doing it guys. Well, that's certainly great feedback for the fans, and particularly the the authors of the fan fiction. But it's interesting that you should uh, you should talk about protecting your ideas in the context of writing when you spend uh, so much of your time and creative energy, right, uh, working on characters that cannot be said to be yours, except in so far as you are at least a piece of Thomas de Leon. Uh, so, do you find that the way you regard the characters that you write? Uh, you know, uh, in meat space, as it were, uh, differently from the way you regard the characters that you perceive that you are creating as you are Thomas de Leon? Well, there's so many dimensions to that question. So, I mean, first of all, like, uh, I got to say, there's a legal aspect to that question, right? So I'm mm, legally liable if, if, uh, if it turns out that I like stole somebody's idea or whatever. Um, but also, um, uh, none of the ideas that, that Thomas de Leon comes with up with belong to anyone. I mean, they belong to the Wisteria Corporation. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's strictly kind of a I don't know. Like you could call it work for hire, but it's nobody hired me. I, I'm going in and doing it for the love of the of the of the art. Um, so uh, so there's that. Um, but then there's this question of you know like. I have these characters inside my head, and 
and I want their voices to come through, and I don't want somebody else's idea of those characters to uh, to distort that. With my own books, I'm talking about, and then when I'm talking about Ladyborn, it's like these characters already existed, and somehow I'm I'm like almost like getting a chance to play them. Like if I was an actor getting a chance to play a character from a beloved novel, or or maybe if it was like a toy based on a movie that I loved, and I, now I get to take that toy and like make up a whole game that takes that character to a whole other planet or whatever. So it's a little bit like that, and. Um, and that it's 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 really fun. It's fun in a very different way, and it's creative in a different way. But uh, but yeah, I really appreciate that difference. Yeah, and we really appreciate the I think the the generosity that you come to this with, um, both in, in terms of recognizing that these characters are in some sense shared property, and also your your previous comment on the you know the the financial uh, ramifications <laughs> of doing this work, um, you know, which the Hysteria Corporation obviously can monetize um, on their own. Um, uh, I've got another question here from the feed. Oh, yeah. this is an interesting one from uh, from Yub Yub. Uh, Yub Yub asks, why was Chapter 22 in Ladyborn's Revenge changed in its third reprint? I wonder if you have a comment on that. <laughs> um, well, okay, so yeah, it's, re- it's really interesting because, you know, the, these books are, are coming out in Wisteria. They're coming out in a fantasy world, um, and people are reading them in virtual reality, which is pretty crazy and then they get reissued in the real world and when that happens you know they go through a traditional publishing process where there's an editor and there's marketing people weighing in and they're also very conscious of the fans because you know the fans have had sometimes really strong reactions to things when they first came out in wisteria and so sometimes if there's a really really big you know all the fans really hate something they really love something or they really think something should have gone differently sometimes the editors will actually listen to that uh, and they'll they'll actually make a change or you know if something is is really confusing Confusing, they'll try to clarify it or whatever. So there, there's a there's a process, mm-hmm. and I have to say that I'm actually not involved in that process at all. Like once the book comes out in Wisteria, I'm I'm basically done with it, and 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 you know I don't get to be in those conversations. But I think that's how that that worked and why that was changed. That makes sense, and I can imagine that it would be overwhelming to be involved in that level of retconning yourself. Uh, instead, uh, of course, it makes sense just to focus on the works that you're working on. Uh, but to get back to the fans that you just mentioned, I wonder. Um, um, Art is Dead asks if there's a difference between how fans in real life interact with you versus the game world fans writing to De Leon. Well, so first of all, when they when they write, they they email me usually, and um, often they're just like asking me questions, like you know what's you know when's the next book coming out, or what's going to happen to so and so, or maybe they send me suggestions, which I try not to read, uh, or maybe they are um, they're just you know they just want to like tell me how much they like the book. Um, and with Thomas de Leon, uh, that's, some of that is true too, but you know, they, there's like, um, there's a kind of a quasi historical perception of those novels because they take place sort of in the world of Wisteria a few hundred years before in a mm-hmm. kind of a pocket fantasy reality. That's probably not exactly the history of Wisteria. Certainly we don't feel constrained by the history of Wisteria, but, uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, it is almost like a historical novel to them. So sometimes they're th- they're asking me like, "Oh, is it really true that like you know, uh, Brant's rebellion you know happened that way, and that that those conversations between the Viking chiefs uh, you know went down that way?" Um, and you know, do, do these lady do these ladyborn characters really exist in in the history of Wisteria? Um, it's it's just really funny. And and I say me, they're asking that to Thomas de Leon. The other thing, of course, is Thomas de Leon spends a lot of time drinking in the bar, and so his fans come up and interact with him a lot in the bar, which is which is kind of fun, actually. Uh, although they also they they you know sometimes they can be kind of kind of rude and rowdy, but uh, but that's all part of the fun too. 
Oh, that is fun. And in fact, um, uh, the few uh, times I remember seeing Thomas DeLeon on, on my personal feed, in fact, have been uh, his drinking in the bar. And of course, uh, and we've gotten a number of questions on the feed asking about that in in, uh, in specific. But I think one thing that really comes up uh, around that is that, of course, you don't get to see uh, DeLeon at his writing desk. You only see him when he's interacting uh, in public. But my producers are reminding me that this uh, this relates to another uh, thread that we left hanging from earlier. When you took over, well, I shouldn't say took over the mantle, but joined the mantle, let us say, of Thomas DeLeon uh, some 30 months ago now, one of the uh, one of the things that you, that you wound up doing is organizing some of the participants, some of the other players of Thomas DeLeon, in order to, uh, in order to persuade, shall we say, the character to write in accordance with uh, some of your preferences. Could you say more about the process of having Thomas's actions uh, guided and mediated um, by the game itself and some of your uh, successful attempts to, uh, in effect, subvert that that mediation. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, initially, I was just trying to get some more people excited about it. And then I and then I kind of thought, well, what if we kind of like ran an experiment? Like, hey, we're all writers. Like, maybe we have uh, some ideas that are different than what maybe some of the other players uh, of Thomas, Thomas DeLeon would have. And maybe we could, you know, make those. I mean, I don't get me wrong. The Ladyborn novels are awesome. And there's a reason why they're so popular. But, you know, they're, maybe we could make them a little bit more highbrow, a little more literary or something. Um, and uh, so anyway, I was just I was just getting these people, who, you know, on the same page with me and see if they wanted to try an experiment or two. And it was interesting. I mean, we learned some things about like, you know, for example, Thomas DeLeon, the character, I mean, he's he seems like a real devil may care person, but you know, you're also very aware when you're him that uh, that you're living in 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 the Queen's Langdon, and you know the Queen has certain preferences. So just like Shakespeare in his time had to kind of you know keep the uh, monarchs happy that because he was going to maybe play that play in front of the king, um, you know, we we have to be a little bit careful that uh, that we don't uh, run afoul of you know Queen Elizabeth. You know, she might you know she might have some uh, opinions, and some of those opinions are known to Thomas, so he doesn't want to go certain directions. Um, but you know, we've had some we've had some successes and some failures uh in in trying to kind of steer that ship a little bit that is fascinating and to tag down on that question as well um uh and and to uh, reiterate that Thomas spends a fair amount of time in bars, uh, which I, I think is a pretty funny observation. Of course, it's pretty common for writers to spend a, a great deal of time uh, apparently doing nothing. But uh, all that aside, um, uh, we know, of course, that uh, Thomas is is, uh, is married. Um, Amelia is his wife. And one of the questions I have here, let me just find it. Ah, yes. Uh, there's even a rumor that much of Thomas's recent writing has actually been done by his wife, Amelia. And our, our, uh, our feed participant asks if that's true. And I guess I would tag down an ask, gosh, would you even know if that's true? Is that is that a thing that could be known from your perspective as a player of Thomas? Well, that's a really good question, because to answer the first part, you know, I, I can say that I participated in the writing of all of the Ladyborn novels. So as far as I know, Thomas writes those novels. Um, but I will say that to, to your second point, it is possible that, you know, that I don't really know the answer to that question because, you know, I mean, I, I, I wake up knowing what I know about what I did when I was Thomas. Um, and, you know, and then Tom, Thomas wrote, you know, most of the novel and I, I sort of remember it. But, you know, remembering what exactly you wrote yourself is is, is, is a little problematic, even in real life sometimes. Um, so, you know, if if, uh, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I can't say it with 100% certainty, but as far as I know, Thomas does write all the novels himself, and he just writes really fast because we're being so creative, and then he has a lot of time to spend in the pub. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been Ralph Olson in conversation with us here. You know him as Rex Olson, the author of River of Song, uh, whose new work, The Helping Hand, will be uh, published shortly. And of course, you also know him as one of the players of Thomas DeLeon. Ralph, thank you so much for joining us here on Long Live the Queen. 
Uh, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure.